Hello and welcome to the Fingal Library Show on 92.5 Phoenix FM and we are also available on Spotify and Anchor.fm as a podcast. Isn't that wonderful, Donald? Absolutely fantastic, Andy. That we now have the wonders audiences. of technology. Yes, yes, we have audiences now far and wide. We're on air and we're on demand. Well, on demand now would imply that there's some sort of subscription service, but we are not. <laughs> we are free to everyone. That's true. So, Donald, welcome we... along. I'm very well, and yourself, Andy? Good, not a bother, not a bother. We have uh, another uh, busy show lined up this week. We have some updated services within the library, and we also we have... What else do we have, Donald? I believe you uh, had suggested that uh, we might see the return of Andy's Animal Kingdom. Indeed. Was, 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 that, was that just a rumour? or did No, I no. Um, like the animals in Andy's Animal Kingdom, I hibernate for a while. Um, <laughs> and I've now, I've now come back with it. Um, some cool facts and some questions. Okay. So we'll quiz you. We, it's, a, it's a short question. Uh, line up of questions this week but um yeah some some native animals and some animals from abroad as well great well i look forward to having my animal ignorance exposed yet again <laughs> so we will kick into um unfortunately donald we're still uh we're still in level five restrictions um our yeah. library doors are closed so anybody looking to come down and return books or pick up new material, um, don't worry about your returns or anything like that. Um, our fines have been done away with. Uh, when we open back up, you can return your books. There, unfortunately, now there's no click and collect service uh, for the level five restrictions. Uh, so please um, stay safe and you know don't uh, come down to the to your local library branch. Um, but we do have our e-services up and running and there's plenty to choose from and we have some um we've some new uh, e-services up and running as well don't we donald we do yes we have we have two brand spanking new e-services to add to our roster so the first one i want to talk about it's called lexia so lexia is an online program designed to help improve reading skills with lexia users get to practice and develop the skills that make a successful reader these include fluency, vocabulary, and comprehension. The programs have been proven to accelerate progress and close the reading gap so that personalized learning can be achieved. They're also designed in a way which enables learners to use the program at school, in the library, or at home. So there's two versions of Lexia available to our library members. Uh, Lexia Core 5, it's suitable for use by primary school students, and the Lexia Power Up Literacy program is for secondary school students and adults. So if anyone's interested in, in signing up for Lexia, you can do that just by emailing lexia at fingal.ie. And that's lexia, L-E-X-I-A, at fingal.ie. Brilliant. So that's Lexia. That, yeah, that should be a great resource for a lot of people, I think, that one. Yeah, especially now more so than ever. Um, be very valuable. Definitely. And then the next one I wanted to talk about is... Uh, our coding clubs so anytime we've done any kind of coding you know courses uh, in the library they've been they've had 
Loads that have been sold out is uh, the word I would use, but there's no money changing hands, obviously. So they just they've been very uh, popular. So this this will be too, I'm sure. So this is um, in association with Coding Ireland. So um, our online co with these coding clubs, they'll provide easily accessible tools for both parents and children who are interested in learning to code. And for anyone who's not familiar with coding, it's um, Basically, coding is, by doing coding, children can learn how to be digitally literate in a new language, uh, the language of computers, uh, which is a language that's becoming increasingly important. And it fosters creativity and helps the learning process by, um, they, these programs are allowed to, they're designed to allow the coders to learn through uh, experimentation. So it's, good, it's a good way to uh, get creative too. Uh, so to join those coding clubs you just need um, your uh, valid uh, library card membership and uh, you can get more information for for both of those and you can sign up for the coding Ireland on the Thingol website so that's thingol.ie and there's four clubs um, open for membership for six to seven years old for eight to ten years old 11 to 13 and 14 plus so yeah, definitely, definitely see that one being popular, and those so those two, Lexia and our coding clubs, they're up and running now already, and we have one more uh, e-service to talk about. That's that's going to be coming up soon in twenty twenty one, and this is called My Place. So it's a digital it's digital project resources for teachers. So the aim of the My Place teacher resources is to illustrate how making and creating can be linked to the STEAM curriculum, that's science, technology, engineering, arts, and maths in primary education, as well as the engineering, SPHE, geography, and computational thinking. So educators with an interest in STEAM and maker education will be able to use this resource to support them in the delivery of maker projects with their class groups, either online or in person. So yeah, if anyone likes the sound of that, is there any teachers out there who uh, are interested in that side of things, definitely keep an eye on our social media and on the Fingal website to, to find out more information about that when that might be coming online that's brilliant there um yeah great again great tools and resources to have um at your fingertips especially at a time like this when everyone is indoors and yeah that, that kind of coding and all those different kind of uh programming workshops and the robotics and stuff like that they're hugely hugely popular with um uh, yeah. young people that are still in school and stuff like that and they were obviously never as advanced when I was in school, you, you got a football and you went out, <laughs> you went outside, but they're, they're huge, um, yeah. hugely popular and it's great. that Gr Great know, skill, great skills to learn. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, definitely utilize them. I've seen the, the, in, the coding, um, in action and it's pretty good. It's, um, yeah. the, the lessons get kind of progressively more challenging and stuff like that and um there's different time frames so you can't like literally like blast through them all and do them all in a day and stuff like that so it's kind of spaced out learning and making sure that the the user kind of and the the young people that are doing it kind of understand what they're at and stuff like that so um they're they're really it's a really really good um really really good um tool to have as i said um yeah so again another another um another bit of uh, another e-service coming online again so that's brilliant so 
even if anyone wants to check out the e-services that we do have online as donald said there fingal.ie uh, libraries homepage and you can check out all of our e-services there um yeah that's brilliant and we, we've also lots of different events coming up online in the next couple of weeks and months um, we do do you want to tell us about those on yeah i will indeed so um we still have our regular uh, book club so all of these all of these events are bookable um through eventbrite.ie so if you go on to eventbrite and in the search bar type in fingal libraries it will basically give you a listing of all of our uh, upcoming events and the uh yeah so the book club is still up and running so you can book your your place there uh, on wednesday evenings um i the time is from half six onwards so all the information there about the the book club um is is there on the event right we might actually have Kara back on soon enough um i'm sure they've moved on to a new book now in the new year um so the the first one that i see and which is pretty exciting is the 25th of february we have uh the in-camera poetry readings so it's being hosted by the yeah. Fingal Library staff and it will feature eight Irish poets uh, doing live uh, poetry recitals. Um, so it's eight Irish poets with uh, recent publications um, and they're doing that on, as I said, on the, let me see, the uh, 25th of February. So if you want to get a, it's free. It's all, all of our uh, courses are free online. Uh, so or all of our events even sorry uh, so if you want to get involved in that um, go on to as I said eventbrite.ie now throughout April um, and it's mostly on Tuesdays in April in the afternoons there's a family history and genealogy talks with Fiona Fitzsimons so anybody who's um, into the genealogy or doing uh, research with regards family history uh, they can um, reserve their place on this. So as I said, it's over um, Tuesdays, uh, start, uh, starting in April, and I think as far as I know, it runs into it runs into May as well, into the middle of May. So, um, yeah, anybody anybody interested in doing that? As I said, get on to eventbrite eventbrite.ie, and each week is a a. a like a different topic a different um a different bit of information about genealogy um so that's uh, yeah so that's pretty much yeah. it with the genealogy and the things in um march then in early march there's um kids love classics um books book recitals as well so um get on to eventbrite the, the blurb is there with regards to all our different events so that's the 12th of March, as I said. Um, you can get online and check that out then. There's different uh, gardening courses coming up. Uh, five five weeks sustainable gardening. That's coming up. There might be a place or left, left on that. I know that was pretty busy. So definitely get online quickly and check that one out. Um, and that, that's it, yeah. I mean, there's lots of different stuff there. Uh, you could probably do a, a show on itself on all our different events, but... As I said, get on to eventbrite.ie, check it out. Um, it's all free. It's all, all the information's up there for you. So uh, check it out and yeah, hopefully we fill all of those spaces up on the different events. Yeah, there's a lot of good events there and I'm sure they'll be 
very popular, especially the uh, the genealogy like coding. That's uh, always very fills out very quickly. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's stuff there. There's stuff there for everybody. I mean, there's stuff there for adults and some of our uh younger library users as well so there's a, a mix of stuff there so it's um really really good and as i said um on previous shows as well all of our social media channels uh from twitter to facebook to can't think of the other one twitter facebook instagram uh if you're following us on those channels which you should be i think it's mandatory is it donald yeah, yeah, I think I think it's it's punishable. I don't know what the I don't know what the punishment is, but it's pretty severe from what I heard. <laughs> kind of, we'll call it kind of mandatory. Um, yeah, kind of mandatory. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so please follow us. Please follow us online. There's lots of different events there. Our YouTube channel is stacked with loads and loads of different videos. Um, as Donald said, from different kind of like um STEM workshops and stuff you can do at home uh to yoga to different mindfulness um different mindfulness kind of shows as well so lots of different stuff there stuff there for um all of our listeners and all of our library users of all different ages so uh, get online and check us out there as well fantastic now andy uh is it finally time for the return of andy's animal team it is indeed I hope I'm prepared. I've been, been waiting months for this. Good, good. So, okay. this week, we will we'll fire 101 questions at you. Okay. I'm ready. Are you ready? Perfect. Born ready. Okay. Your first question. The, the Kermode bear is found in a very small numbers in coastal rainforests in which country? Is it A, the USA, B, Canada, or C, Russia? Can you spell the name of the bear, please? K-E-R-M-O-D-E. Kermode. K-E-R-M-O-D-E. You're Googling that now, there'll be trouble. I'm not, no, I'm not Googling. I'm just trying to think. Coastal. I'll go with Canada. It is indeed correct, Donald. It is yes. correct. So I'm it's found. It's it's the only place in the world that this bear is found, and it's a natural subspecies of the American black bear. And the reason it is so different is that it has a mutation to the pigment of its its coat so it's like a white bear pretty much the the, the natives oh, wow. call it a spirit bear um and it's found in the coastal. oh i have heard of this yeah. yeah um very very small numbers left in the wild they reckon that there's in around 400 of them left and they are they've been pretty much kind of british columbia the different kind of rivers and stuff um running through where this bear lives have been used by um different kind of shipping companies for shipping the waste from their crude oil so the oh yeah it's not good for the habitat i imagine yeah i, I know the canadians are they're pretty good at kind of protecting their 
their landscape and their their species and uh, all their flora and fauna and all that kind of stuff but um this bear is endangered but it's a fantastic looking bear um so distinctive now it's not it's not like you would see in different animals um where they would have the kind of the um the albino animals this is actually just yeah. a, a, a mutation in one of the, the genes and it causes uh, the, the coat to be white um so they, they live off a, a diet of salmon and stuff like that hunting in the the rivers and stuff like that yeah so it's well yeah i'd love to see one someday actually funny enough i i just saw a picture in the paper there a week or two ago it's kind of the it's the opposite it's um it's um and a seal with um a, a pigmentation in the skin i think it's one in 400 seals are they have this mutation where they have a black coat and it's this gorgeous velvety black seal it's you should you should look it up it's it's quite a quite a sight to behold brilliant i'll, I'll have a uh, have a look at that all right um and the reason i actually came across this particular bear was i was looking through all of our magazines the different national geographic and i came across a, uh, a canadian uh canada uh geographic special and there's absolutely so some oh. fantastic photos um of this particular bear hunting in the rivers and stuff like that so there's a canada geographic and there's also um aimed at i think it's aimed at some of the younger readers a wild magazine it's called as well so if you're into your nature and your animals and stuff like that uh you can check that out on press reader um and there's some yeah. national geographic stuff on orby digital as well um so check yeah. that out there's some really really cool pictures of this particular bear um yeah and you can check them out on youtube as well and stuff like that so that's that's pretty cool and i, I know that canada has i think every year there's a or i think it's every winter they they try and photograph the fattest bear there's a competition uh, to photograph the fattest winter bear so you might you might find some uh some pictures so some entries in that competition in those magazines if you're looking well let's just hope i don't feature in any of those particular <laughs> Have you been been to Canada any time recently? I have been to Canada twice. I was up in the mountains up outside Calgary and at a, nice. a friend's wedding and like that as well. And people started taking pictures of it. People started taking pictures of me <laughs> as I was walking through. But when we left the hotel we had to take a bear spray with us. So we were going off oh, and wow. like a little trail literally around the outskirts of the hotel like you're you're talking maybe 200 meters from the hotel door um and there was like a bear spray like a wow. for a resident of the hotel to take with them as you were walking around the treks um some of that's gas some of the people in the wedding party that were at the wedding party actually had recorded them they'd gone off on a little hike out the road um and they'd recorded some bears crossing the road all right um but i have never come across them myself okay now, our next question. Well, what what what's next is a more of a, a native species to Ireland. So the long-eared owl is a native native species of Ireland, and it's identifi identifiable by its long tufted ears. What color are its eyes? Okay, this I, I 
The line dropped for a second. You said the long-eared... The long-eared owl. Owl, okay. Yeah. So what and, color are its eyes? And the options for you are A, yellow, B, blue, or C, black. Well, you're saying it's an Irish owl, so... I'm going to go with yellow, though. I'm going to play it safe. You've scuppered me. It, they are indeed yellow. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's one, if you do spot an owl here in the wild in Ireland, this is probably the owl that you will most likely see. Um, the, the long tufted ears, they're actually, they're, they're just for show pretty much. Um, they're obviously not, like most owls in Ireland. I suppose the most recognisable one would be the barn owl that you would see at the start of um, the the late late show and stuff like that. And as far as mm. I know, they're they're pretty. Um, I think they're they're pretty endangered here. Um, and up around where you live used to be all um, kind of wild land running back up to Finglas and stuff like that. And there used to be lots of yeah. barn owls and stuff in the area. I'm sure there's probably still some up around the 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 Phoenix Park, but the yeah the long eared owl would be the most um the most common owl. There's a short eared owl as well, um and they'd usually like they'd have a diet of kind of like small mammals, frogs, birds, and this particular owl owl I found very interesting in that it's been obviously Ireland is used by migratory birds kind of flying across and stuff like that. This particular owl has been observed taking migrant birds that have been disorientated by lighthouses out of the sky. So when the birds come in, they're disorientated wow. by bright lights and the, the lights of the lighthouses. Um, and obviously they, the, the, the migrant birds get themselves a little bit flustered. And this bird has been observed picking those particular birds out of the sky. Isn't that pretty cool? That's... That's brilliant. You know what that reminds me of when you go you go on holidays to somewhere and yes you, you somewhere you've never been before, so a bustling city, and yes, it's particularly in Europe, and you step out of the airport and a thousand drivers descend upon you to try and offer you a taxi, <laughs> <laughs> and you know you're you're probably better off going to the rank. Uh, I feel like those elder are the. The bogey taxi drivers of the of the animal world, and yeah, and seeing as you as you're saying that, um, the during during the winter, um, the the owls, they they gather in kind of communal roosts, uh, throughout the winter, the winter, sorry, um, and they the communal roosts can number from anywhere from five to thirty birds, um, so they're they're. A pretty a pretty cool looking bird as well with the big long tufted ears they're like a, a brown and kind of fawny color as well so i'm not sure i've actually ever seen one in the wild i did see a barn owl down in Kerry there not too long ago i'm nearly sure it was a barn owl um but yeah pretty cool something i want to see sounds like a great animal yeah we'll we'll, we'll go We'll go, uh, when all this is over, we'll go somewhere and we'll see if we can find one. They're often found breeding in the lowlands, so in around the midlands, I would imagine. So um, we'll maybe get in contact with Birdwatch Ireland and, and see if we can get a bit more of a, an expert opinion on where to go. And we'll go off on a library adventure. And we'll live stream it. 
we'll live it's stream podcast. it indeed instead of our, our usual yeah. show. Anyway, yeah. we have a follow-on question. True or false, some baby owls are known to sleep face down. Hmm, okay. True or false? Well, I just... I, I just, I think you'd have a hard time making that lie up, so I'm going to say it's true. It is indeed, yeah. Some of the baby owls, um, their heads are too heavy. Wow. So, yeah, they have been known to, and pictured sleeping face down. It's pretty, you look at them and you go, oh my God. But it's, yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty funny, funny image when you do see it. Yeah. It's just a funny image in my head anyway. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Anyway, our next question. At 1.2 to 1.6 meters in length, which of these species of dolphin is the smallest in the world? Is it A, the dusky dolphin? Is it B, the spinner dolphin? Or is it C, the Hector's dolphin? Can you spell Hector's? Is it the name? Yeah, pretty much. The name Hector? Yeah, H-E-C-T-O-R. And is that an apostrophe S then? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to go with Hector's just because, again, I don't see him making that one up. It is indeed. Correct. Yes. Well done. I'm four for four here. Well, not that it's about you, Donald. It's about the animals. <laughs> well, it's always about winning for me. Ah, uh, well. It'll be short-lived, let me tell you. I'll be making these questions more difficult now in the future. Yeah, so... I should have kept my mouth shut. Yeah, well, unfortunately, um, like your winning streak, this particular dolphin is actually endangered, unfortunately. It was estimated that there's <laughs> around 7,000 of them left in the wild, and they're found in the shallow waters uh, off the coast of New Zealand, um, the North Island in New Zealand. Um. They're very kind of distinctive. They've got these black facial markings and a really short, uh, stocky body. Uh, their dorsal fin is actually shaped like Mickey Mouse's ear. Would be the best way to describe it. Um, <coughs> and the Hector's dolphin and a little subspecies of that, which is also a really, really small dolphin called a Maui dolphin. They're critically endangered. Um, and... The, the reason for that then has been the, the kind of the fishing nets and stuff like that and the different gilly uh, commercial gilly nets uh, in around its habitat and stuff like that um, so the World Wildlife Organization obviously have you know are, are kind of campaigning and, and working towards um, trying to you know ban these nets get these nets banned and stuff like that by um, the, the local government so beautiful little uh beautiful little dolphin um they kind of they nearly remind you of you know like the killer whale markings that you'd see the what whale you know like a the, killer the whale kill the black and white oh, killer whale yeah yeah um, like free willy yeah they kind of they nearly remind you of that in their markings um but they're obviously not in any way near the, the same the same size um yeah but a beautiful little dolphin fantastic little little fella Happen along there. <laughs> you know well, I was just looking at a video of it, so it was just like he looked like he was having the most fun um, swimming along there. So, yeah, as I said, off the North Island in New Zealand, these guys are endangered. So, um, and you can actually read about them on the worldwildlife.org website. 
um, and you can go into the, the different species and stuff there and, and see what's up and they've loads of different um, little videos and stuff like that and they're incredibly rare so while these animals are still in existence definitely get online and have a look and sure if you can help in any way shape or form why not um, right. save, save, save Hector's dolphin save save Hector Hector's dolphin not Hector the dolphin now I'm sure there is one called Hector there probably yeah there probably is I think he's probably like the king of them all <laughs> now a little bit closer to home Donald for our last question okay and I'm sure on your um, outings to the park you've actually seen one of these which is the Connemara pony so the world-renowned Connemara pony was first officially bred in which year? Is it A, 1906, B, 1926, C, 1946, and D, 1896? Well, you're giving me four options. Two right, I have. Okay. And you just have to roll with it. <laughs> okay, first bred Connemara pony. I will go with 1906. You are wrong. Yeah. You are totally, totally Damn. wrong. Yeah, well, what's the record? 1926. Okay. 1926. Well. And they, they were actually originally introduced, a variation, like uh, the original kind of breed of the horse, was brought into Ireland in 1795 AD by the Vikings. And then when the Spanish Armada ran aground here in 1588, they brought in their Andalusian horses as well. Um, so they reckon then in around 1588, they two of them started to breed then, and then they intermingled with obviously the native horses here. And all, after that then, they, they, they basically the Connemara pony was kind of came of that um, and they're, yeah. um, they're world renowned they're, they're, their temperament is really really good so they're used um, for kind of like trekking ponies and stuff like that which is you'll probably see them out and about in the park um, when the riding stables are out there um, they yeah. have a few of them and they're like a short stocky little horse but they have this really cool you'll see the greys they have this really cool kind of um, pattern in their in their coat and stuff like that um and people all over the world own them like there's breeders associations in in you know in japan and the usa and they're a really really sought after and well-established uh pony and because of that because of their i suppose their personality and stuff like that with uh, kids and stuff like that as well as being a, a, a really good workhorse as well a really kind of versatile horse that they're um they're really 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 cool little horse and really nice one yeah so the connemara pony the connemara pony yeah yeah so they're uh they're cool cool little fella now Annie, if you had to pick one of these five animals to have as a pet which one would you pick let me see let me see the bear the owl um i suppose the fact that my friend has some Connemara ponies I'm going to put an X through that for having as, as a pet um, mm -hmm. the fact that I used to swim as a kid maybe I'll pick the dolphin 
Yeah, you did seem very fond of the Dolphin. I do like the Dolphin, but then I'm thinking if the football is on, you you wouldn't mind having a big bear sitting beside you on the couch. Yeah, see, but I, I immediately went to the bear. I'm going to go with the Dolphin. Okay. Well, Hector, that's the most random question ever. Thank you, Donald. <laughs> yes, uh, you know, the, the listeners want to know. <laughs> they do, indeed. These are the, these are the hard-hitting questions you have to ask. Yeah, exactly. And if any of um any of our younger listeners want to get online, as I said, Press Reader and RB Digital have um some really uh good magazines for for all different hobbies, not just for animals and nature. And they've the National Geographic series on there. They've different kind of uh science and travel um issues of National Geographic. As I said, uh, Wild is another one there on Press Reader. They've different um they've done different languages and stuff as well. They've Italian and Spanish uh, magazines on there as well. Uh for all your different hobbies. They've you know, stuff on how to keep your cats, your dogs, aquariums, all all different uh, bits and pieces. So uh get online and, and check it out there. And when I do my research for the next Andy's Animal Kingdom, I will make sure that it they are very, very difficult questions. Yeah, you'll need you yeah you'll need to to do better than that, Andy. And I will also, hopefully, if we're out of level five, be sending someone around to your house to make sure that you're not on a laptop or a computer when you're doing. It. <laughs> you 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 can you can try. I'm not I'm, yeah. I'm not questioning your four out of five today, but but I am questioning it. Yes, it seems it seems like you are. I'll uh, I'll do what they do on the was the new Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. We'll get we'll get a colleague to stand in the room two meters away from me <laughs> and uh, de- declare that I'm not on the interweb. Anyway, as I said, it's it's about the animal, Donald. It's not about yeah, your victory. We'll but anyway, right, that wraps up our show for this week. Thank you, everybody, for listening in. Thank you, Donald, for all your information. And your thank insight. you, Andy. And thank you, listeners. And uh, we'll be back again next week. Bye now. Take care. Slow and live.